0: Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. We welcome you and we thank you for joining us today, those of you joining us by television and those of you joining us at airjesus.com. Stay tuned to today's message. We are continuing a little series that we started last week on Discipline and the power of discipline and what it does in our lives, how it unleashes potential. Uh, We quoted something from Max Anders last time that said, only the discipline truly gets good at anything. Only those who are truly disciplined ever become good at anything. And so we're continuing on Discipline today. Open your Bibles, if you will, over to the book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. The book of Proverbs. In the 16th chapter of Proverbs. The 16th chapter of Proverbs. And I'd like to just read one verse there. Proverbs chapter 16. Let's read verse 32. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 32. When you get there, say Amen. Proverbs sixteen 32. Let's read that together in unison. Ready? Read. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh a city. Read it once again. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty, and he that ruleth his spirit is than he that taketh a city. And so I want to use as a subject, conquering more than a city. Conquering more than a city. Turn to your neighbor and say, conquering more than a city. It's interesting, here's Solomon who is, is writing here, and he says that, that a man who can control himself or who can discipline himself is better Than a great warrior. This is really the imagery that he's using here. Uh, Is more powerful than a man who can take a whole city. Now that's a pretty powerful man that can take a whole city. But he said a man who can discipline himself. Is better than a warrior. More powerful than a man who can take a whole city. So he Shares with us here that self-discipline is more important and more difficult than taking a whole city. So we're talking about conquering more than a city. And he says that when we try to discipline and control our own lives, it is more than conquering a city. It's easier for you to conquer a city than to just control yourself. That's powerful. And so, uh, he shares with us the thought here that self-control is superior to conquest. Any great conquest out in the world, your own self-control is superior to any other conquest. And it's more important and it's more difficult. Uh, this, this self-control is, is more important than any physical Prowess or power or ability or might that we could ever possess. And I like to think of it in, in modern terms. I think he was, if he lived today, he would probably say something like, it's easier for you to beat Mike Tyson than for you to control yourself. <laughs> you have an easier time beating Mike Tyson than you could handling yourself. In other words, he's letting us know that you are a job. You have your hands full. You have your hands full. Um, so somebody who's conquering a city, you taking care of yourself is a greater job than the mayor has. Just you taking care of yourself is a larger job than the mayor has. And so it's, it's easier for you to to, to, to beat someone who can beat the whole city. So it'd be easier for you to take Mike Tyson down than to just keep your own little self under control. That's powerful. That's powerful. Uh, Brother James, is, he's been... I, I'm going to let you in on one of his little secrets. He's been watching some fight, fight videos on the Internet. <laughs> <laughs> he loves, he loves, he's a karate buff, so he loves fighting. And so he's been uh, downloading these these fight videos. And These are raw fights. These, these are not regulated. I'm not, I mean, I'm talking about underground fights. <laughs> there are no referees. There is no ring. There are no gloves. I mean, these are bare-fisted bare knuckle fist fight to the almost to the death but to whoever is left standing that's basically the type of fights these are. so he's been emailing me these fights to watch and uh there was, he said you got to see this guy there's one guy on there that was literally beating the whole city he was they were driving him from neighborhood to neighborhood and he was just get out of the who's the baddest man here <laughs> Who is the baddest man in this neighborhood? And they would bring out their, their baddest man and he would literally fist fight him and knock him out and he'd drive him to the next community. <laughs> so he was literally going around and, 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 you know, and physically beating everyone in the city. And when I thought about this verse, I said, it'd be easier for me to take that guy down. <laughs> It's easier for me to take that guy down than me to control myself. So Solomon paints this vivid picture of of the difficult task it is, how um, difficult, really, discipline is to be able to control yourself. Lawsuit said, he said, he who conquers others is strong. But he who conquers himself is mighty. And so uh, Solomon paints this beautiful picture. And he lets us know that, that conquering a city is absolutely nothing compared to conquering the habits that enslave you. Conquering a city is absolutely nothing compared to you being able to conquer the habits that have you enslaved. And I have seen this uh, really to be true on several occasions. I remember uh, meeting with a family because this family had a family member that has um, a severe case of cancer. And uh, the individual in the family who has the cancer has been through chemo and radiation and and, uh, all of the tormenting effects and pain of cancer. And so I was asking the family, one of the friends of the family, how this particular individual was doing. And they told me, they said, well, they said, the problem is she is still smoking. I said, what? I said, you mean she's fighting for her life, undergoing chemo, radiation, all of these things, fighting for her life, and she's still smoking? She said, yep. She said, we can't get her to stop smoking. And I, you know, and I thought back on this verse. That's why Solomon said what he said. It's easier for you to take down a city than you to conquer the habits that have you enslaved. And so, uh, there are certain things that grip our lives to the point that even if our very lives depended on it, we can't overcome them. Pastor Nathaniel has shared the same sentiments. He has dealt with cancer patients. And uh, you have heard the stories, but he had a man who was, who was going to do the 49-day the cancer cure. And he went to his office. This man in the final stages of cancer. He went to his office and, and Pastor Nathaniel said he, he could tell that, I can't remember if there were cigarettes on his desk or in the ashtray, he could tell that some fresh smoking had just gone on. <laughs> and he had another case of a gentleman who uh, attended church who was trying to be healed of cancer. And Pastor Nathan, to make a long story short, he said he smelled smoke on him. So here are people where their very lives are dependent on getting rid of certain habits. And they, they're, even with their lives in the balance, they're not able to shake these habits. And so this is what Solomon uh, is referring to when he made the statement that he who can rule his own spirit Is greater than somebody that can take a a city. It's easier for you to beat a mighty man than to deal with the habits that enslave your very own flesh. I'm I'm thinking in particular about um, a gentleman who was stricken with AIDS. He was um, sort of in the advanced stages of AIDS. And once again, Pastor Nathaniel was working with him. And Pastor Nathaniel had taught him that. He could beat the disease, but he would have to come under a strict regimen of diet. And so Nathaniel put him, Pastor Nathaniel put him on a very strict regimented diet. And Pastor Nathaniel said so he walked in one day to visit him, and the gentleman was sitting there eating a barbecue rib. And when he saw Pastor Nathaniel, he said, "Oh my God! I know this is really hurting you, isn't it?" <laughs> And Pastor Nathan said, no, it's not hurting me. It's you, you're destroying your own body. And I am said, well, what is this? What is this that enslaves us to the point where even if our lives are in danger, we can't discipline ourselves to do what needs to be done when it needs to be done. And a lot of people have literally said that if I had to change my life and live under that type of strict diet, I would just rather die. I would rather, if I have to eat like that, I would just rather die. And a lot of people have literally said that. I would rather die. If I have to just eat fresh fruits and fresh vegetables, you can just kill me now. <laughs> and really what they're saying is, I don't, I, I don't have that, that type of discipline. That I don't have, I am not able to discipline myself. And so what they're saying is, I'd rather fight Mike Tyson. They would have a better chance. And this is what Solomon said. You have a better chance beating Mike Tyson than you would bringing discipline to your own life and to your own body. So conquering a city is nothing compared to conquering the habits that enslave you. It's easier to conquer a city than uh, for some people to save money. It's easier for them to just go out and conquer a city than to, realistically for them to save money. To get on a budget, me on a budget, I might as well beat Mike Tyson. And then this is, this is, these, are, these are real things that read the Bible every day. I would do better beating Mike Tyson than I would discipline myself to be able to read the Bible every day. And so this is exactly uh, what Solomon is saying to us, that when we allow our flesh to dominate us and to rule us; that it is easier for us to beat a mighty man. So that's why he said, "You're you're you're mightier than a warrior. You're mightier than someone who can take a city. If you're able to discipline your own flesh." Let me give you this de- this definition of self discipline. <clears throat> self discipline is. Being able to exercise control over one's thoughts, words, attitudes, will, emotions, behavior, and actions. Let me read it again. Self discipline is being able to exercise control over one's thoughts, words, attitudes, will, emotions. Behavior and action. And it's, it's just you taking control of your life. You taking control of what you think, of what you say, of what you do, the attitudes that you have, the emotions that you feel, the behavior, your actions. You taking charge of your own life. You taking charge of your body. And, and real self-discipline is of the heart. It's, it's the heart, the man of the heart, the real part of us, our spirit man, it's, it's the real part of us, the spirit man, disciplining this outward man, this fleshly man. And so it's that man on the inside rising up and dictating to the flesh the order of life. And that's, that's really what godly discipline is. It's the inward man controlling the outward man. Instead of the outward man being in control, so instead of allowing our passions and our emotions and the flesh doing what it wants to do, thinking what it wants to think, you know, just operating under his own cruise control. No, it's it's that inner man rising up, dictating to the outward man what you will and will not do, say, think, and is taking control. You know, James talks about, over in the, the book of James, he talks about how difficult it is to bridle your tongue. He's talking about the same thing. It is so, and he talk, He says, just a little thing. But he said that little thing is, he says, easier for for you to ride a horse. You can control a horse better than you can control this little thing here. And, um, but he, he talked about the same thing. This little thing is hard to control. So real, real discipline Uh, deals and begins really in our heart. It's the inner man, the inward man controlling the outward man. And so even though this definition encompasses a lot of things from controlling our thoughts and words and attitudes and will and emotion and behavior, it's really the actions that I have been after. It's really um, disciplining ourselves to do what needs to be done. When it needs to be done, and uh, there's a quote John Maxwell said. He said, "If you do what you need to do long enough, one day you'll be able to do what you want to do." And he's uh, he's basically saying this: this if you discipline yourself, if you discipline yourself by doing what you need to do, one day it'll pay off where you'll be able to do what you want to do. So this is, the, this is that part of that self-discipline um, that I've really been focusing on is, is the action part. Doing what we need to do and restraining ourselves from, from doing the things that we shouldn't be doing. Um, Here's something that, an uh, uh, interesting quote from Henry Beecher. He said, be a hard master to yourself and be lenient to everybody else. He said, never excuse yourself. Never pity yourself. Be hard on yourself and lenient on everybody else. And normally we're the opposite. Normally we're hard on everybody else and lenient on ourselves. But no, he said just the opposite. Be hard on yourself and lenient on everyone else. I like something that that, uh, uh, Harry Emerson Vosdick said. He said this. He said, no horse gets anywhere until he is harnessed. No steam or gas ever drives anything until it is confined. No Niagara is ever turned into light and power until it is tunneled. And he says, no life ever grows great until it is focused, dedicated and disciplined greatness comes out of our discipline. You show me anybody great, and I'll show you their discipline. I remember uh, just a, a year or so ago watching uh, VJ Singh. A lot of people know about Tiger Woods when it comes to, to golf championship, but here's something interesting: VJ Singh, a much older gentleman than Tiger Woods. He was uh, one of the only, there's only been a couple of men to do this, but one of the only couple of men to remove Tiger Woods from being number one in the world in golf was V. J. Singh. There's only been a couple to do that, to move him out of the number one spot. But V. J. Singh is one of the men that have done that. And he hasn't really had a lot about his story the way we celebrate Tiger but here's something interesting about VJ. He's much older than Tiger. VJ's in his in his forties, and to be in your forties and to be the number one in the world in a sport is truly amazing. I mean, to be first place in the world in your forties in a in a in a you know a, a world class sport is truly amazing. But VJ accomplished his feat. And here's uh, something that I heard and about VJ's that that really made sense after I heard it. And and basically I heard when reporters were talking about VJ, the only thing that they were really marveling over about him was his discipline. They said he out practices any professional on the PGA tour. They said he's on the he's hitting balls from sun up to sundown. And they raved over his discipline. They said he had the hardest working, he, he had the hardest, I mean, he was the hardest working, he had the best work ethic of anybody on the tour. And when I heard that, I said, no wonder he removed Tiger Woods from being number one. It took discipline to, you don't move, you don't move Tiger Woods easily out of number one. <laughs> And when I heard that, it made sense. He's the most disciplined player on the PGA Tour, and that's why he accomplished a feat that hardly anyone else has done. He removed the number one player out of his spot and took over as number one player in the world. But he worked harder than anyone else day in and day out. Discipline. Discipline. If you follow champions, you will always see discipline. Discipline. I like this little poem I read. It says, uh, they called it luck is the name of the poem. It says, he worked by day and toiled by night. He gave up play and much delight. Dry books he read, new things to learn and forged ahead success to earn. He plodded on with faith and pluck. And when he won, they called it luck. No, it's discipline. It's discipline. You do what you need to do when you need to do it long enough. The day will come when you'll be able to do what you want to do. Discipline. Hold yourself. You should hold yourself uh, responsible for a higher standard than anybody else expects of you. No, be hard on yourself and lenient on everyone else. Here are some things that, that hinder our discipline. Number one, laziness. Laziness hinders our discipline. Laziness. Number two, procrastination. I'll start next week. I'll start tomorrow. Procrastination. Pastor Nathaniel preached a sermon on today. Today. Procrastination hinders our discipline. Number three, distraction. Distraction hinders our discipline. You start doing other things and you lose your focus and discipline on what it is you should be doing. Number four, lack of perseverance. You start and you quit. You start and you quit. You start and you quit. You do it for two weeks, and that's the last we see of you. (laughs) These are things that hinder discipline. Laziness, procrastination, distraction, and lack of perseverance. Discipline your time. Discipline your time is one of the main things that you can discipline in your life. Discipline your time. Here's some things that you should do to use your time. Number one, use your time for things that advance your life purpose. Use your time for things that advance your life purpose. Number two, use your time for things that help you grow to your maximum potential. Number three, use your time for things that add value to you and others. Number four, use your time for things that harness your creativity. Number five, use your time for things that are now or never opportunities. Discipline your time. Discipline your time. And so through this force of discipline, our potential is is maximized. And we'll be able to soar towards greatness in life and soar toward uh, greatness in the kingdom of God. To be able to do and to be a world-class witness for Christ in the world requires discipline. It requires discipline. We just can't do anything that we want to do and allow our fleshly impulses to rule us and to govern us. But we have to take control and take charge of our own spirits and control our bodies and and make a decision to glorify God in all that we do and and discipline, even though discipline seems to be restrictive, it is actually a, a propelling force that'll propel us. The Bible says in Proverbs twenty-five, twenty eight, it says, a man without discipline is like a city without walls. And it's talking about old time. Back in the old days. A city was not even a city without walls. It wasn't even classified as a city if it didn't have walls. And so he's saying a man without discipline is not even a man. A man without discipline is not even a man. A river is just a swamp without the discipline of his banks. So there are not things to restrict us, but there are things to channel us to be powerful And effective and focused and to be used to our maximum potential in life. We are out of time. I want you to go to airjesus.com and you can listen to this message, message number 7324, Conquering More Than a City. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. Thank you so much for joining us here at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. Praise God. Praise God. This ends message number 7324 by C.E. Elijah Bronner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 7324 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7324. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.